This is Spin Control, a Fibercraft podcast by a joyful girl. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Spin Control, episode 118, So Much for Summer. In this episode, I've got some knitting, a little bit of spinning, sewing, some outside work that's not really crafty, and a little tale for you about Twitter. But of course, we can kick this all off with some updates. So I really have, like summer is totally, totally gone. We have spent a lot of time dealing with all sorts of stuff this uh, season. And it's not, I mean, not too super duper horrible, but... It's just made time fly by so quickly that I just don't even know what to do with myself. And summer itself doesn't end for like another week or so. However, um, around here in Colorado, summer is definitely putting some exclamation points on coming to an end. Um, This last week, I actually had about 10 inches of snow at my house, which is totally crazy because the day before it was in the 80s. And then three days later, we're back in the 70s. But 10 inches of snow, like if you're outside, you cannot tell at all that we had 10 inches of snow this week. But I think we're going directly into winter. There is a definite chill in the air. Leaves or anything haven't like changed yet for fall. But uh Colorado seems like it wants to just totally skip fall and go directly into winter, which I guess, you know, makes good for knitting with the weather cooling down. But outside of that, you know, some of those summer things that we love to do will be put away very, very, very soon. (laughs) For example, the boy is taking full advantage of the 70 degree weather. He is actually out on like a 50 mile mountain bike ride. So I'm getting a few fun things done for myself before I have to go pick him up wherever the end of his actual bike ride is going to be. Right now, if I were to leave the house, he's about an hour and 10 minutes away from here by car. So I have no idea when he's actually going to get back into the local area for me to pick him up. So he's definitely taking full advantage of the weather and getting as much mountain biking in as he can before it like turns and stays cold, cold. What else? So I think since last time I recorded, I have been to my mom's house in Pennsylvania twice. We're dealing with lots of aging parent issues. We had to go to court because my father was declared incompetent. But that's just so that my older brother and I can help my mom out and getting all their financial stuff in order because my dad can't do any of that stuff himself anymore. His ability to communicate and things like that are completely gone. But our goal is just to make sure he stays comfortable through the end of his life and make sure my mom is taken care of and has all of her business in order as we prepare for, you know, the future for them. So we've actually been spending a lot of time in Pennsylvania, more than I think I've spent in years. And in about six weeks, we're planning another trip out there for mom's birthday and to get more stuff done around the house. Um, So that should be, there's going to be a lot of travel, but it's not for super fun. I think I'd much rather be headed out for things like fiber festivals, which aren't happening right now. But that's kind of what we've been up to. And in addition, like we're in a totally different phase of our life now. Itty Bitty is off on campus at college now, which is a totally strange feeling. You know, she is the baby in the family and my girl's gone. Like she didn't go as far away as her older sister did. So Bird was about 700 miles from us when she went off to school. Itty Bitty, on the other hand, is about 30 minutes away across town. 
but she could have taken the option to live inside the house while she was going to school. But I think her being on campus is definitely helping her get into the student mindset and focus on school as her part-time job right now. So that's working out really well. She's been on campus about three weeks now and is really enjoying it. And I'm happy to have her surrounded by people that have, you know, the same goals, getting their degrees, studying, and those kind of things so that she can focus and totally be immersed in the college experience. Poor Bird, she's been home since July, the middle of July. And unfortunately, the whole COVID-19 environment really, really has made it difficult for her to transition into her life as, you know, a full adult because all of the jobs and internships and those kind of things that she had in the works kind of fell apart, you know, as the world went on lockdown and all of those things and all the COVID-19 provisions went into place and people were teleworking. She just hasn't been able to, you know, make her way into that full-time employment environment, but she's got a couple part-time jobs. She's taking on consulting clients where she's helping folks uh, develop websites and build their brands and do those kind of things. So she's still building a resume. It's just not what she had hoped. But we're here to support her, and she's uh, living back at home. She's our boomerang kid. We sent her away, and she came back. (laughs) But so hopefully, as the world maybe returns to normal soon, she'll have the opportunity to to find work that's going to help her, you know, move into adulthood and transition away from, you know, being a kid. Well, I think that's just about all I've got in updates. So I guess it's time to get this podcast started. All right. And now it's on to spinning my wheels. I have been relatively busy. I've been doing a lot of stuff. I can only tell you about about half of it, but I have been very, very, very busy. So I've knit to the toes on another pair of the Turkish bed socks. I had enough yarn left over after I knit the pair for myself that I decided to make a pair for bird and in the same color, except her feet are, I'd say a good inch longer than mine. So it it took a little longer to get to where I wanted to be. I really, really enjoy that pattern. Like the whole heel gusset, all of that stuff is super unique and interesting. And the foot, it's really, really simple. About four inches of plain stockinette stitch and then you're to the toe and it's wonderful but the steps it's so clear to do the unique heel that it it was a lot of fun and I really really enjoyed it enough to make another pair and I should be done with those here in this coming week and that's exciting because I like to finish things and you know me I am a very slow knitter apparently (laughs) and rarely ever finish things it seems like right I actually have finished a couple things but we'll get to that um so I'm knitting a lengthwise shawl in fingering weight yarn two colors with a cast on of about 500 stitches. So that's not going very fast at all, but I can't tell you too much more about that because that is actually a pattern I sold to a publication and I'm just knitting up another um, sample copy for myself so I can check my work and make sure it all works out before we get to publication. And that one won't hit the streets until like January. So you'll hear more about that in the future. And I also designed a hat, a textured hat with a flat top that I fully intend, if I can get to writing up the pattern, um, I intend to submit that to Nitty for the deep winter, which is supposed to come out in January. So I have about three weeks to finish up that submission and we'll see. And if it's not good enough for Nitty, that's fine. It's super good enough for you guys. And I will release that pattern for free if it doesn't get picked up for publication. And I also have a plan in the works for a coordinating cowl to go along with the hat. So I'm excited about that too. And I knit that in Malabrigo Rios and I am totally digging that yarn. 
It's super soft, generous portions. It's very cost effective. It's not like a super expensive yarn. My local yarn store has like a bajillion colors. And I know that there's even more colors available in places like Webs. And the pricing is wonderful. And it's super soft and easy to work with. And I'm really enjoying that. I've actually, I think, made two or three things recently out of that. I made a Breckel cowl. The Breckel hat was designed in Malabrigo Rios. The colors are just wonderful. They have a lot of like semi-solid kind of kettle dyed looking colors and then coordinating multicolor yarns. And their multicolors are so like vivid and bright and wonderful. It's a really fun yarn to work with. And I am enjoying that. So I would say within the next six weeks or so, we'll know if that's going to come out in Nitty or if I will be self-publishing it in a number of locations. So that's cool. So in addition to that, um, so this past weekend was LYS day and LYS weekend, depending on where you live. And so me and the Knit Girls all went when our local yarn shop opened and practiced some nice social distancing and held a little mini knit group at the end of their huge table um, in the center of their studio. And we were all talking about things that we wanted to knit. And I just don't knit very many garments. And I'm realizing that now. But I do have plenty of sweater quantities of yarn. And a bunch of patterns like in my queue and in my favorites. And like on my iPad that I got from various different um, venues like Craftsy and things like that. And I need, I think I'm going to cast on for a garment here in the very near future. And I've been contemplating... Everything from a very, very simple bottom-up raglan called Silk Gray by Grillina Frey, which I believe is free that I downloaded from Ravelry. What else do I have in my magical possible cues? That one, the only thing I find disappointing about it is she only um, designed it in one size. I'm sure I could adjust it, but... Um, the bust range, she said it'll fit between 36 and 40 inches. And she really, it's only in one size. And depending on your size, it will determine the amount of ease. And I've also been thinking a lot about cardigans. I mean, really, my entire wardrobe is all about layers. And I don't know why I haven't knit more cardigans. Because I love them and I wear them all the time. They're just all store-bought, right? So one I've also been thinking about, and this this one may be the winner already. It's called The Gift of Promise by Erica Flory. And it comes in three sizes. And it is actually a cardigan with a longer side for wrapping. Almost like a shawl cardigan. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's wonderful. And I am, it's basically a rectangular wrap with sleeves. And it looks like it's going to be a simple, pretty quick knit. It's got some I-cord edging on it and an interesting cable pattern on part of the side. So, and I have the yarn for it. So I'm super excited about that. I think that is going to be the winner. And there's also a couple of Isabel Kramer patterns that I would like to knit. And they are, I've already purchased them. So that's, those are kind of the things I'm thinking about. I'm, I think it's the chill in the air that really has me thinking about knitting garments. And I would like to get better at that, right? Uh, I have knit few garments, I think, in my history. And I guess if I am knitting more, I'll probably get faster because I, I feel like I'm so slow when it comes to knitting. Isn't that crazy? I've been knitting for, we're at um, well, 14 years now. But I don't know if it's I can't focus or what it is, but it seems to take me forever to finish things. So I'm going to try to get better at that here in the next few months at focusing and knitting faster and trying to get things accomplished. I really do love finishing things, which makes me happy. So if I can get myself motivated to stay focused, we should have a very, very interesting 
more a lot more things to report. So we will we'll really try to do that. In addition to knitting, I've been kind of doing some sewing, a little bit of sewing, kind of contemplating sewing more than anything. So if you you know think turn on turn on your wayback machine and think back to the days when I designed the counting sheep embroidery pattern and I had added that to a few bags and I really really liked it. I loved it a lot and. When we moved to Colorado, I attempted to fire up the computer that I used for my embroidery sewing machine, and it was completely dead. And unfortunately, the only place where I had a copy of the Counting Sheep embroidery pattern was on that computer. Bird has since designed me a new one, and she said that from her perspective, the sheep looks a lot happier than the previous sheep. But for some reason, like before I left Maryland, I got a wild hair on my butt or something, and... I actually like embroidered nine counting sheep onto muslin that I need to, I need to turn into bags. I need to do something with it. So I've been working with those quite a bit, getting all of the little extra threads from the embroidery trimmed off, pulling off the tearaway backing and doing things like that in preparation for turning these nine embroidered counting sheep into bags. So hopefully in the next couple of weeks, I actually have some bags. I'm just trying to decide based on the size of the extra fabric that's around them, I literally took a strip of muslin and like a huge piece of muslin and embroidered all of these counting sheep onto it with the intent of turning that into bags. So I need to cut it all apart and decide what type of bags I would like to make out of my counting sheep that I've got. There's about nine of them. So we will see what happens with that. I really do enjoy sewing. That's definitely one of those faster things where ending up with a completed project is is a lot quicker than me and knitting. So that's really about all I've got going on in spinning my wheels. In this episode, I am all spun up about Twitter. I know I don't really get spun up about social media stuff very often. Honestly, unless I'm linking my Instagram, an Instagram post to my Twitter, I don't spend much time on Twitter these days. However, the other day, so during our current COVID-19 environment, I watch a lot of television. It isn't always commercial free. We usually, we primarily use streaming services. And one of those services that I use is Hulu. And Hulu has had a series of Geico commercials that are pretty funny. So I saw a commercial with John Stamos and he knits a girl a scarf. And she says that his stitch work is impeccable. And he's like, oh, no big deal. He says it's a double flex stitch with some reverse garter stitch. No big deal. And I'm like, I see the commercial all the time, at least once or twice a day. And it just bothered me so bad that there's, because there's no such thing as reverse garter stitch. It's like, if you spell Bob backwards, it's Bob, right? It's not different. It's the same thing. If you reverse garter stitch, you get garter stitch. You knit every row. You can't reverse garter stitch. So the whole commercial is hilarious. John Stamos, he's aging very, very well. He looks super good. And that's one word away from being an accurate statement. So I decided I was going to get on Twitter the other day and tell John Stamos, you know, like, dude, I know you didn't write this, but there's no such thing as reverse garter stitch. So I, I tagged him and I tweeted it. And the funny part about it is that he retweeted 
my jab about knitting and about like 33,000 people saw it, which is hilarious. And he was a total good sport about it. And I just think it's super funny that John Stamos retweeted me. Geico has not responded, even though I tagged them as well. (laughs) But it was a lot of fun. And I don't know, it just made me giddy this week that John Stamos retweeted me. And, And that's what's got me all spun up. And now I'm going to put my spin on 52 Weeks of Socks by Lane Publishing. To start off, this book is very, very beautifully laid out and wonderfully designed. It's a beautiful hardcover. And I know most like most of us have probably seen it being promoted all over social media and all over the place. I know I had and I was like super anticipating it coming out because, you know, I got a thing about socks, right? So the first thing I did was reserve a copy for myself at my local yarn store and picked it up on LYS day this Saturday. I flipped through it and well, the book is pricey. It's not cheap. It's hardcover. It does have 52 patterns in it. And I think the cost is about the same, like a dollar a pattern if you were to knit them all. So there are definitely more than enough patterns in this book that I would knit to make it worth spending the money on. There are definitely patterns in here I would never knit. Like number six is called uh, Craspia. It's by Andrea Maurer. Sorry, but I'm not knitting baubles on socks. Other than that, it's adorable, but I wouldn't put baubles on socks, so I'm not going to knit that one. And uh, number 28 is called Lazy Daisy. And it's a very, very plain Jane, almost a vanilla sock, except it's got a couple colors. And I probably won't be knitting that as well. However, I did find enough variety. There are some manly socks in here. And the boy is definitely due to have a new pair of hand-knit socks made for him, especially with winter right around the corner. So there are some beautiful patterns in here that I would love to knit. They seem, you know, simple, unique, a little different. And I think it's totally worth the price I paid for this many patterns that I would knit. Does that make sense? And there's varying degrees of complexity in the socks. So I think that there's a little something for everybody. If you have the opportunity to get your hands on this book and at least flip through it, I think that you would find plenty of sock knitting patterns to keep you interested and make it worth your time. And that is where I am. I don't know why it's called 52 Weeks of Socks. That is a very, very um, hefty goal to knit a pair of socks a week. You know me, that's never going to happen, right? If I had more time and I truly was living uh, my best life and I didn't have to work for the man, then I think I could knit a pair of socks each week, but that's definitely not going to happen. It is a good principle around which to build a book and it's very interesting. And I feel like there's going to be knitters out there who actually knit 52 pair of socks in a year But that's just so not going to happen for me. But I really enjoy the book. It is beautiful. There's plenty of lovely designs that would make for interesting knits. And I am pleased with my purchase. Well, it looks like it is time to spin off this episode of Spin Control. A lot of time has passed since our last episode. And I'm hoping to make that shorter. There have been, you know, with travel and kids and aging parents, and things we've been doing around the house, there's definitely been a lot of things to pull me away from my crafting, and pull me away from time shared with you. For example, we spent probably four consecutive weeks and weekends working on completely redoing the landscaping in our little courtyard area in front of our house, and it's still not even done. This coming weekend, we need to get it finished before the weather really does turn. But as the weather gets cooler, that means I spend more time inside, 
which means I have more crafting time, which makes me happy. Thank you all for tuning in. If you are a new listener, thank you for giving me a try. And to all my returning listeners, I'm happy to spend this time with you. I'm going to leave this episode out with a song called 12 Fingers by Young the Giant. I've really, really been enjoying Young the Giant lately and their music. So I think you should try it and buy it like I did if you like it and support artists and their work. As always, you can get the details about this episode and all the past episodes at spincontrolpodcast.com. You can email me at Shiloh at Forever Handmade. Catch me on Ravelry and Instagram as Forever Handmade. Thanks again, guys. I will talk to you soon. I've got to break free